0: hey 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 Hey. welcome to the sports business podcast i am your host eric compton aka mr town business and as always i got my co-host my battle buddy my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Bearfield, A.K.A. B.B.D., A.K.A. Mr. Buzz and Petty, A.K.A. Big Sarge. What's going on, man?
1: Hey, man! Before we even start this, don't try to fluff me up, make me feel good, nigga. you thought that? Dude, see, I I, 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 I tricked you. Cause during the pre-production, I was just letting us talk like, hey, man, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, man, it's good, man. Blah, blah, blah. Whoopie, whoopie, whoop. No, yeah. Negro. You must have thought that. And look, hold on. And what I'm about to say, it's going to take you too much to go back and edit me out. So, oh, well. <laughs> uh, don't try to come on here all happy-go-lucky knowing that you was crying on Sunday with that San Francisco 49er gear on, trying to act like, nah, man, that was never my team. Anyway, you know what? I, I should have put in a call to... Uh, who was them two who, who people with E-40? E-40 and who? Uh, Rich Robb. Yeah, Yeah, Rich Robb. I think
0: that's his name. Yeah, Rich that's his R- name. Richie, Richie
1: Rich or something? Rich, yeah, Richie Robb. I think that's his name. Oh, but the two the two rappers out of debate. I should put in a phone call to them and let them know that you ain't representing Oaktown the right way. Is that what y'all call it? Oaktown? The town. The town. Oh, the town. Hey, listen, Richie hold on. Rob, that's my last name. Up. Let me call <laughs> Marshawn Lynch and tell him that you ain't you ain't uh, taking care of your chicken my, you I'm
0: got, not preparing my
1: chicken You out here take, uh, <laughs> using your chicken to buy San Francisco 49ers gear You thought we were going to let you make it on that?
0: Man, first of all, you already talked to me about this on Monday So I thought this was past news And oh, I, I didn't talk to you about it on the podcast though You didn't, you didn't talk to me on the podcast <laughs> about it So uh, you didn't put this on wax uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, don't get choked up now Don't get choked up now <laughs> I mean, it, it it was it was a uh, um, oh. it was a somber moment here at the at the household, man. I had a lot of people over here, and practically the whole entire house was going for the 49ers, and including myself. So, way I look at it, man, it was a Bay Area team. You know, you got to spread some love around every now and then. So, uh, it was,
1: but what um, did you have on though? What
0: did you have? Clothes. On, I had on clothes.
1: What type of did you have on any 49ers paraphernalia?
0: find paraphernalia.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> apparel. did
1: you have any any apparel on?
0: I plead the fifth, man. I plead the fifth. <laughs> One, two, three,
1: four. <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? I had to just make sure that I gave him more time about that because, you know, there's no possible way that even if the Texans ever made it to the Super
0: Bowl. I'm just different, different though, bro. That's, that's apples and oranges, man. First of all, how far is Houston from Dallas? Uh, Three and a half hours. Now, So it would have been different if I had on, let's just say, I don't know. The Charges Chargers Chargers gear on. Like, nah, man, that's completely different. The, from Santa Clara to... Oakland was probably to be Vegas. Vegas now, but from Oakland was only like legitimately forty five minutes tops, bro. Like it ain't that far. So it's it's a it's a closer knit compared to three and a half hours, bro. That's like, it, yeah, like that's yeah, that's like me putting on a tie girly jersey or something like that on, man. How long does it take you to get from
1: Vegas to the Bay? On a plane? On the
0: plane, because
1: I said, "Look, it's, I said three and a half hours. That's driving. It takes forty-five minutes or less on the plane to get to to Dallas." It's the
0: same. It's the same on a plane. It's about forty-five minutes to an hour
1: from from Bakers to da- to uh, Oakland.
0: Yeah. So it's how about far
1: is it driving?
0: Eight, eight. If you're pushing it, you can get there in eight.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. So I mean, <laughs> because technically, like, if we're arguing semantics. If we're arguing semantics, there is no more Oakland Raiders. There isn't.
0: There isn't. You're right. So So now I got to sit there and, you know, look get rid of it. You're right. So
1: technically, you are going for – you are a Las Vegas Raiders fan, but you are rooting for a team in California.
0: I don't – so I don't know if I'm actually going to be a Raiders fan next year, bro. Like, I, I just don't know. That's the part of my hometown that got ripped away, and everyone's like, well, it's right here in your backyard now. It's down the street from your house. It's, it ain't the same, man. It ain't the same to go into the. I don't know if you've been to the Coliseum. Well, I guess you had because you had to cover the Warriors last year, so you had to go by the Coliseum. Like it ain't, It's different, man. Like it's it's a completely different type of ball game where you got that old rinky-dink stadium and it's the Oakland Raiders as opposed to the Las Vegas Raiders. You see what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. Like I'll go to some games. I'll cheer them on, but I don't know if I'm gonna be fully vested in it, man. I can't even sit there in front on that, man. Listen, before before I went to
1: Oakland. I was—I couldn't understand why Mark Davis was ripping the heart out of Oakland and moving the team from from there to uh, uh, Las Vegas, right?
0: Yeah. Then mm-hmm.
1: I seen the stadium, bro. That, that listen, the city of Oakland should be ashamed of itself. To they should be to, to play, and that—that
0: yeah. that
1: is a—that is
0: atrocious, man. It's bad, bro. Like it's legitimate, Brad. Like I can't even sit there and try to you know, defend what the Oakland County College, Oakland Alameda County Coliseum is like, it's bad, bro. But the thing is, if I can actually defend Mark Davis is, in this case is that he did ask the public for space. He did ask the public to help out. And basically the public, just like what happened in San Diego, basically gave him the middle finger and said, go figure it out. What ended up happening is the governor of Nevada at the time, uh, Brian Sandoval, kind of low-key did like a a, a little bit of a drug deal money where he gave Oakland, or he gave the Raiders a $250 million tax relocation break. So basically he gave $250 million to the team from Oakland to Vegas. So know and you know got the public well not even really necessarily the public it's not even the public of las vegas it's not even the city of las vegas that's necessarily paying the taxes it's actually the doggone people that come and visit the tax uh the city so basically what people don't know is that the city the strip of las vegas actually raised their taxes on the strip and they're paying for that stadium essentially so it's not even necessarily the public that's paying for it so it kind of Oakland didn't do that. Oakland didn't do their do, do do their due diligence in trying to keep their team. That's all I'm saying.
1: So even if they get Tom Brady, you're not going to be a fan.
0: That's probably going to drive me away, bro.
1: Oh, I yeah. don't think it's from there either. I think that Tom Brady should go to either team in Los Angeles, and I don't care if it's the Rams or the Chargers. He just needs to go there so he can start building more of the TB12 brand, like kind like what LeBron did.
0: I honestly think he should go to what we're actually about to great segue into one of the two teams that was just in the Super Bowl, and it ain't going to be Kansas City. I actually think he's a better fit in San Francisco. And that kind of goes back into the Super Bowl Sunday that we just had a couple of days ago, but I think with Jimmy Garoppolo not having any money due to him for the remaining three years of his contract, they already gave him all of his guaranteed money up front. They are not financially obligated to pay Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo for the duration of his contract so they can actually cut him beginning of this offseason. Who's to say they don't just plug and play Tom Brady like John Elway did with uh, Peyton Manning a few years ago?
1: Uh, you know what though, with with that being said, I'm saying to myself. And he's from the Bay Area. Who
0: is? Tom Brady's from the Bay Area.
1: Uh, um, I don't have anything to say about that. All I'm gonna say is this. I don't I I, If I'm the 49ers, I don't want Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady Do you want Jimmy Garoppolo? I would rather, listen, at right now, if you're asking me 2020, who would I rather have, Jimmy Garoppolo or Tom Brady? I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady, People <sighs> don't realize, man, he has fall. Listen, the last two years, he has been able to fall under the umbrella excuse of, oh, well, we didn't really have any weapons. But you still won the Super
0: Bowl, even though you By didn't default. have a great performance. But so that's the same thing about him. when... But okay, well if you're going that that route, then what can we say about that last one that Peyton Manning won? He looked terrible and he rolled the coattails of Bob Miller and DeMarcus Ware. And what did he do right after that? He called it quits. So that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying, BB, And that leads us right into the segue of the Super Bowl is, side note, before we actually dive into the Sports Business Podcast, I definitely need everybody to hit that like, subscribe, and comment button. Tell three friends. Email us at sportsbusiness at gmail. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail. But that leads us into the segue of the Super Bowl recap. Bro, I can't – I don't know if I should be blaming the 49ers or actually tipping my hat off, really, at the Kansas City Chiefs for actually showing grit and that never say never, never say die attitude when they were down by 10 points going into the fourth quarter, and they blew the they blew the game out out and open. I think they scored 21 answer, unanswered points um, going into the leading into the second half. So I, I just don't. I think, and, and 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 it came down to, and I asked somebody this the other day, if the game comes down to Jimmy G. Or Pat Mahomes, who you gonna trust more? Who you gonna trust more? Everybody was a unanimous pick of that. Pat Mahomes is the guy that you want with the final, with the last two minutes on the clock, with the football in your hands. And we had a flip where it was Jimmy G, and he out there threw an outlet pass on fourth down like he was doggone. Kevin Love about to get sacked. I mean, it looked bad, bro. And so, I guess the question is, was it bad coaching? Was it just resilience by the Chiefs, or was it just a little bit of a nice little? concoction of just everything all of the above. Kind of like <laughs> a little bit of all of the above. When I, I think t- so too.
1: Well you know, now that I've had time to go back, I've w- actually watched the game again. And looking at that game, I don't wanna say that Jimmy G and I'm gonna use 49ers at first, I don't wanna say that Jimmy G played a bad game. He just he played bad in spurts. He waited he waited until certain times to play bad. And it seems like and, and everybody Honed in on when the pressure got tighter on him, he played just a tad bit worse. But you also have to look at it from a Kyle uh, look at it and and blame Kyle Shanahan as well because there's no possible way that uh, George Kittle only touches the ball four times. Was he targeted six times and and caught four and put the balls?
0: Yeah, which is like the best tight end in the game. Best tight end.
1: Yes, so he caught. He had 36 yards receiving on Sunday, and you would say, "Okay, that's just one bad game." We understand. No, for the three games, the the uh, three games in this postseason for the San Francisco 49ers, Kittle has a combined 71 yards. There's no possible mm-hmm. way you have an All Pro Pro Bowler with only 71 yards. He has a total of eight catches for 71 yards. That is an
0: unacceptable offensive
1: play calling. Uh, offensive play calling uh, 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 problem right there. And I know that uh Jimmy G missed him on some of the passes, but when you go back and you look at at the passes that he missed him on, he literally couldn't see him because he was under pressure so I don't want to knock Jimmy G during the, I want to say like the first three quarters he wasn't bad, and it was almost like in that fourth quarter Jimmy the Patrick Mahomes switched places because Jimmy G had been playing a great game up to that point, and then all of a sudden, it just switched and Patrick Mahomes had been playing. And Pat Mahomes had been playing a very bad game before that. Probably the
0: worst game of his career.
1: He threw back. i And listen, that was the first time he threw back-to-back interceptions since what? Mm-hmm. 2017 or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I've worst never game of seen his career, that. probably.
1: And and, listen, and both of those were his fault.
0: Absolutely. Both of
1: those interceptions were his fault. And, and, and to his credit, he took the blame for it, even though Tyreek Hill tried to come out. And, and say <clears throat> he should have caught the ball. But uh Mahomes came out and said, hey, listen, the first one, I put it right between the five and the four, talking about the defender for the San Francisco mm-hmm. 49er. And Water. to the second one, I was trying to save Tyreek Hill from getting blasted. But next time, I'll just throw it right in his numbers and let the little tough guy take the hit. So I could understand. But yes, I look at it from a standpoint of Jimmy G could have played a lot better but there also could have been a lot, uh, a lot better play calling, and I don't know what Kyle Shanahan was doing. You know, I said this earlier in the week. It was almost like he was trying. Okay, let me let me take you back. You because you know you know how, how I do it on, on, on my podcast and when I'm on the radio. You know how I do it, uh, Mister Town Business. Mm-hmm. I saw a photograph. Hit almost <laughs> made me, laugh. It took me back back down memory, memory lane. Hey, listen. <laughs> Remember the Super Bowl game between the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots, right? Okay. Okay. What was it? Second and one on the goal line. It, it was second down when Russell Wilson. Well, it was third down. It was third and one, right?
0: You talking about when he when he threw that interception instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch? Yes. It was second and goal. Oh, the second and goal.
1: Okay, I knew because I knew that they had two plays. So yes,
0: yeah, so it had been second and goal. So instead
1: of instead of calling the play to give it to Marshawn Lynch, what did he they? The audible, call? didn't he? Uh, no, no. The play call was for that. That was the play call.
0: That was the play call. I thought it was an audible. Is what I actually thought it was.
1: No, it was the play call
0: because.
1: Oh. The guy that you remember—the guy who played—I can't. I'm sorry that I don't have the names. I, I'm pretty bad with names, but I remember that the defensive back who was on Butler, the Patriots at the time—Butler. Butler. Yes, he said I knew exactly what because he gave Malcolm came from Butler 49ers, was his name, right? I mean, he Malcolm came from the Butler. Seahawks.
0: I believe so. I'm not too yeah. sure about that.
1: It may not have been Malcolm, but it was whoever it was had played. I think he had played for the Seal. C- anyway, he said I knew the play. He said we had practiced. And if you go back and you look at the uh, NFL films, they follow the you know how they follow the teams the week mm-hmm. of the Super Bowl and watch yeah. and prepare. They practice that exact same play. The, they practice that play almost every day. Bill Belichick was like, all right, y'all know go by situation. And they practice well that play. That's why they were so ready for it. And so mm-hmm. I I I I I use that to say that instead of handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. It seems like Pete Carroll wanted to make Russell Wilson the man and say, hey, we're going to make you the man. Russell pass for the passing touchdowns that are given to March on Now, as I digress and take you back to last Sunday, it's almost like, hey, we know that we have this great rushing attack that's averaging six yards a carry. We just came off
0: of 220 some odd yards at that.
1: We're moving. Yes, we're moving this ball. But let's make Jimmy G, let's prove all the doubters wrong. Let's show the world. Let's shock the world, Jimmy, and show them that you are this great quarterback. You are worth the money that we paid you. You are a good quarterback. And then they went away from the whole game plan E. And next thing you know, they lose the game because you're trying to show the world, again, Kyle Shanahan, that one, you are the man. And two, that we're going to make Jimmy G the man because it was a I told you so moment. I felt like Kyle Shanahan wants to come to the press conference and tell everybody, I told you so.
0: So, man, I I think, excuse me, um, the, the interesting thing is Jimmy G, like you said, played a great game management game. I think he was a good game manager. I almost think Kyle Shanahan got too cocky and said, you know what, instead of playing keep away, which he should have did, and that's what I actually thought he was going to do, because I thought he would have learned his lesson from three years ago when the Atlanta Falcons was up 28-3, to three going, and he gave that game away because he was an offensive play caller for the Atlanta Falcons at the time. I actually honestly thought that he would have learned his lesson and said, you know what, let's get the Super Bowl win. Let's, it, it doesn't matter how ugly that we win this thing. Let's just get this win and get out of here and go back to the Bay Area and turn up. But no, he only called two rushing plays um, in the second, in the fourth quarter, and eleven passing plays. And the cold thing about it is, BB, I believe one of the first two rushing plays going into that drive, the second to last drive before they turned it over on downs, the second to last drive when it was twenty to seventeen, and I even said. I said that, um, that Travis Kelsey touchdown isn't a big deal yet. If they can get a, a field goal on this next try at a minimum, I think they'll be able to seal this deal. Just run the clock down, run the ball with Mostert and Coleman, and just get a field goal, and you're good to go. But no, they didn't do that. And the crazy thing about it is, on first down, they picked up five, six yards with Mostert. He should have ran it again, but he throws a pass, I believe, to uh, Emmanuel Sanders Eman- uh, Emmanuel Sanders to overthrows that. And then I believe uh, throws another just terrible ball, and next thing you know, Pat Mahomes is getting the ball back, and they scored again. So I, I I I see where people are saying, you know, uh, you know, I I I don't want to take anything away from the Chiefs because they did their thug this one. They actually came, they showed the heart of a champion on Sunday, and they came back and uh, overcame a lot of adversity and made things happen after a slow start. But like I said, that was probably the worst game I've seen Pat Mahomes ever play. And it was just kind of mind-boggling. I was like, man, this guy's kind of just... Maybe Maybe the stage is a little too bright for him based off of those two interceptions, but it, I really... I, I, I hate to do... I, I gotta pin this on Kyle Shanahan, baby. I mean, bro, like, what were you thinking as far as not... How, like, why did you throw... Run, I would have understood 11 running plays as opposed to two because that's what got you there, BB. I mean, what? how many passes did Jimmy Garoppolo throw last week uh, or two weeks ago in the NFC Championship game? Like, eight? The yes. time before there was like 16 or 17. So, I mean, the arm was cold as it is. So you can't just sit here and start slinging the rock around and just expect. I just didn't understand that, man. So I, I think at the end of the day, the Chiefs won. The 49ers lost. And Kyle, I, I don't know. I think this is some type of like, you know, you got players that like Nick Anderson misses those two free throws and just never was the same. I think this is going to kind of be the same thing with Kyle. Sch- I don't know if he can come back to this, man. I, I don't think so either. I called him earlier earlier this
1: week I called him the uh the Tony Romo uh I called him the Tony Romo of NFL coaches and you know I'm a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. And right. It, it, it didn't hurt me at all to say that he's a Tony Romo <clears> fan. <throat> Cause Tony Romo could never get it done in the big games. No matter what, he still couldn't get it done. And I could make a ton of excuses on why he couldn't get it done, but at the end of the day it comes right back to it. It's just it's it's it would have been an excuse. So, Kyle Shanahan, I don't listen. I'm going to be honest with you. I've said this a million times, and I'll make it a million and one right now. In 2016, the Dallas Cowboys played a third or fourth place schedule, like a third or fourth place schedule, if I'm not mistaken. And that's when they had Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. They went 13 and three. Right? The next year, the Eagles played that pretty much that exact same schedule and went to the Super Bowl and won. The next mm-hmm. year, the Rams played that schedule, remember that, and went to the Super yeah. Bowl and lost. And this year, the 49ers got a chance to play that that um, schedule and they went to the Super Bowl. I don't see them going back because if you look at the last two participants, you know, before the San Francisco 49ers, the Eagles haven't, the Eagles haven't looked good since their Super Bowl. <laughs> Excuse me. That Super Bowl appearance, neither has the Rams. Yeah. (laughs) And so, with with that being said, Kyle Shanahan just blew his chances as a head coach to ever go back. I don't see the 49ers going back. They're not made up or built like that. They caught everybody by surprise this year, kind of like how the Rams did the year before that, and the Eagles did the year before that, but they're not going to catch anybody off guard, and Jimmy G was exposed just like Jared Goff got exposed last year in the playoffs. At the end of the season in the playoffs, Jerry Goff got exposed. Jimmy G is exposed now with the uh, you know, I love Devo Samuel, but he's not gonna be able to do it. I know they have the running backs, but people are going now that they have that now that they have film on them and they have what a, a, a good season's worth of film. Now you're going to see the adjustments being made. And, okay, so we weren't ready for Kyle Shanahan to do this, this, this. He called us off guard. Okay, look at how people adjusted to Sean McVay this last year. That's what they're going to do to Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I'm looking at their schedule for this year coming up. You got your your eight games against your division foes. So I think the Cardinals will be a little bit better than what they were. That's no sleep through. Um, Seattle, I think Seattle's gonna be a lot better. They play Philadelphia. That ain't no cakewalk. The Washington football team. Who knows what Dwayne Haskins will look like? Buffalo, that's a playoff team. Miami showed out towards the end of the season. They 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 turned it up a little bit. They play Green Bay, uh, they play Dallas, they play the Patriots, and ain't no telling what kind of Patriots team they got. And then they also play the Saints. So I'm looking about three or four games off rip that are that those aren't cakewalks. Um Can I- now, let me
1: side note for a
0: second, uh, E. What's
1: up? Th- you you, you, met- you just mentioned a team. That I think that people should stop for a second. Just stop and realize the impact that this one team had on the entire 2019 NFL season. Uh, ni- uh, sorry, 2020 NFL postseason.
0: you talking about the Bills? No.
1: If the Miami Dolphins... Does not beat. That's what I'm saying. The Patriots
0: at the end of the season. The Patriots in- would have had a home, home a bye. The world would have went through put the world through New England. Miami it didn't beat them. Exactly. So Miami the- had more wins in December than the New England Patriots did. Exactly. And so that right there,
1: that was the domino that sent off everything else that uh, that that caused the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Because if not. They, if not, they get that first round by and they get yep.
0: would have had to go
1: there, correct?
0: Yeah, it would have. That's what I'm saying. So my, I'm not saying Miami's a playoff bound team, but they do got three first round draft picks. They got something in Bruin down there. And it looks like uh, Mr. Flo- Brian Flores, he looks like he knows what he's doing. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they're going to beat the 49ers or anything like that, but that's definitely a game that you might want to circle and not take that lightly so I'm looking like you said I'm looking it's very very hard outside of the New England Patriots who can you legitimately say that's been back-to-back Super Bowls I think Seattle did it but they they lost the second time and they haven't been back and that was almost four or five years ago so it's not an easy task to do unless you're the New England Patriots and the way it's a it's a hard salary cap league the the, the, the parity in the NFL is very very close so you know, it ain't. It's not a gimme for them to even get back and win their own division, let alone going to the Super Bowl. So we'll see what ends up happening. But I definitely think. Uh, I don't know, man. I definitely think that it's going to be not as easy as everybody thinks. And I, I, I said this during the pre-game uh, pre-production. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo ain't got no money guarantee coming up. Just the rest of the, all of his money's been cashed out. So technically, the 49ers can cut him and go on and try to find somebody else. Do you try to go all in with a Drew Brees, who's a free agent this year? Do you try to get Teddy uh, Bridgewater, uh, you know, take some hills out there? I mean, I wouldn't go get Phillip Rivers. Or do you try to get a, get the hometown kid who's from San Mateo and try to get Tom Brady back out to the Bay Area and see if he can uh, rub some magic? So, I mean, I personally would start looking around and look and say, hey, if we don't owe this money, th- money to this dude and we can get away from it, I mean, to be honest with you, BB, Cam Newton might be able to come out and come off the book. So, there's a lot of interesting pieces that's out there, man. So, I don't know. I think I would probably look and see if I can get one of those type of quarterbacks, especially if you get a guy like Cam Newton, and you can get him 100% healthy and put him on, like, a one-year deal. I don't know, BB. I think that's worth a wish, man.
1: Man, uh, so, Ah man, listen. I, I I don't know. It's going to be one of those, uh, one of those interesting off seasons. And you mentioned a name, bro, that I would not touch. He couldn't start for me on, on Madden. He couldn't start for me <laughs> if I was starting the Pee Wee team, not at quarterback. If I need everything else, of course. But Taysom Hill, I don't know why people are putting so much stock into Taysom Hill. He's going to be a 31 year old starting quarterback. After Drew Brees retires. That's what they're gonna try to make him right. He has That's the never plan been good at quarterback at BYU when he was healthy his two years. Because look, I I equate him being at BYU the same. Look, there's some people that have played college football that I have been like, dang, how long were you there? Like right. McNabb seemed like he was at Syracuse forever. Right? Chris Winky. Right? uh what is the guy's name oh my god he's the receiver for the Raiders who played for Clemson
0: oh Renfro Hunter Renfro
1: how long was how long was Hunter Renfro at Clemson wasn't Taj Boyd his quarterback at one point he had I Taj believe so Boyd, he had uh um uh, Deshaun Watson yeah I'm like how long has Hunter Renfro been there bro it seems like he was there forever and so that's how I felt about Taysom Hill being at BYU, P- and even when he was healthy, he was still a below average quarterback.
0: <coughs> he's a gimmick guy, so he's a gadget player. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have him as an every down quarterback. But if Sean Payton is so high on this dude, I mean, who are we to try to guess what Sean Payton got to say? But. Uh, I don't know. I I would move on with Jimmy G, bro. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I just don't think he's got it. And I said it because here's the thing. He got paid off of four games. He was actually supposed to play six games. He got injured four games because that's how we found out about Jacoby Brissett. So based off of those four games, San Francisco, like some idiots, wanted to pay him as opposed to possibly trying to go get Colin Kaepernick, but they didn't want to do that. So they get this guy who's really unproven, plays four games, Has he, he does decent, gets hurt, they sign him, gets hurt again against Kansas City last year, blows his knee out, they go 3-13, then they sign him to this big old fat contract, and he lays an egg in the Super Bowl, B. I, It's just too many red flags with him, bro. And it's just too many red flags dating all the way back to New England of is this guy durable? Yes, he played a full season this year, but if you take away that that stout defense that they had, you take away Mostert, uh, Breida, and Coleman, and Kittle, I mean, can this guy like he he literally showed me this past Sunday. You cannot give this guy a football and be like, hey, bro, I need you to win me this game, because it's gonna fail epically. He doesn't Maybe. have the hit factor, bro. He doesn't.
1: Maybe it's just the initials. There's another JG that resides in California that's just as terrible, and that's Jerry Goff. Maybe it's just in the initials, bro, because they both laid eggs in the Super Bowl. They both are below-average quarterbacks who are only good because of their head coaches and the systems. Now, uh, I know, because before we move on, and I know we got to talk about the Chiefs, because there's no possible way we cannot pump them up. I mean, yeah. do you, wait, hold on. Do by any chance do you have any Kansas City Chiefs gear before I start talking about them? So you can put it on right now. And you can be like, That's, been my team. That's been my team the whole year. Anyway, if I had a, if
0: I had a Priest Holmes jersey, maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> man. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, e my heart hurt during that game, man. To watch, Bye. to watch Richard Sherman be done <laughs> like that, man. I did. I didn't want to see him go out like that. He
0: he, he got, he got
1: toasted, bro. He looked terrible. Not only did he get toasted, he just looked like he wasn't. The, he looked like a shell of himself the whole yeah. game. And I knew, listen, I knew coming into the game that 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 uh, Kansas City Chiefs offense, those wide receivers were going to give him trouble. But I thought that Robert Sala, the defense coordinator for the 49ers, could scheme him better, knowing that, listen, uh, he ain't got the I, wheels. And that's what I'm saying. Do you remember that play? I think it was to Sammy
0: Watkins. He Sammy that Watkins double move.
1: Do you remember seeing that play a week earlier with Devonte Adams? It the
0: was the exact pass? same play. It was the exact same route on that deep pass. And it, I know it was garbage time when that happened, but it was exact same route. It was a double move, and he got he was looking left, and Sammy Watkins was going right, and he was like a half a second behind. So yeah.
1: Bro, it looked like, uh, you remember on the Players Club after uh, after Ronnie got beat up? It's like, did you even pinch the beat?
0: <laughs> like,
1: well, he didn't even, he just looked terrible. He just looked out of place.
0: There was point. there was parts where I believe there was another play where Tyreek Hill catches the ball, and Sherman doesn't even, like, go to defend the ball. He just sits there in the flat, waits for Tyreek Hill to get the ball, and he kind of stands still flat-footed and he kind of lunges towards him and he's basically holding on for dear life for help to come on the way because he doesn't want to get burnt out by tyree kill so he kind of kind of plays like a zone defense where you kind of shade him to one way because you know the help is there it was really really weird to see that because as a defender as a db you're kind of taught to you know if you can attack the ball you attack the ball but he was flat-footed probably about three to five years Three to five yards behind or in front of Ty- Tyree Hill. No, no, he no,
1: like, no. E, E, you said it right. By three to five years. Three to five.
0: Too late. <laughs> three to five years too late. <laughs> um, and he just, he just looked. It just didn't look cool. It was just like, all right, you're giving up the pass and the yards, and you're just hoping you don't get burnt on the yards after catch. Like it just didn't make sense, baby. He should have attacked the ball. I, I, I remember the exact same play. If he'd have broke quicker on the ball, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he just stood there flatfooted, and just let it happen. I, I don't know, man, but like you said, B.B., uh, Kansas City, man, you know, they got 10 of their 11 starters on offense coming back next year with the exception of Sammy Watkins, and he's saying that, you know, he may or may not come back, and especially after winning the Super Bowl. You know, you can kind of ride off into the sunset, but, man, playing in that sorry AFC West division, man, and you got almost practically all your starters coming back, I don't know, bro. I think they might be able to run it back, man. Man, hold on now.
1: Because in the AFC West, they got the the Broncos in the AFC West, right? Come on, man. Cut it out, bro. Hey, hey, i I put it like this. I'm going on record right now on wax, putting it on tape. I want you to mark this. Look at the time right now. Mark it, write it down. Put it in your safe at the crib where you got your Deion Sanders throwback San Francisco 49ers. (laughs) Put it right there next to your Jerry Rice chicken helmet, Popeye's chicken helmet <laughs> next to your Joe Montana bloody sock in the A- A- NFC 1981 championship game. <laughs> they do the, all your Thank San Francisco 49er paraphernalia. I need you to mark this and, and put there. Bro, Drew Locke is going to change the dynamics of cut that. it. out,
0: man. Cut all it right? out, man. I'm telling I, besides you, besides him, he doesn't MC know United the was, words of Jeezy either. I've been saying, besides him knowing the words of Jeezy and everything else, man, cut, cut it out, man. Who we going to throw the ball to? I, hey, listen, hold on. Corlin Sutton is not bad, bro. Okay. Corlin Sutton, and they
1: got a good running attack with the uh, uh, Philip. Yes, Philip Lindsay is not bad, and, and uh, they're going. They they could pick up another. You know, they could pick up another receiver. But I watched him play in person. Who runs
0: the football operations? John Elway. I rest my case. You know
1: what? I almost. I almost you know took everything i said back but i'm going to stand by what i said i said what i said it's above me now and drew lock hey listen man let me tell you something snowman bitch (laughs) i ride two seaters
0: i used to have something but now I got a whole lot of area. Okay, okay. No, I, I, no, no, no. So you got that. You got the L.A. Chargers where uh, nobody even in L.A. want them. That San Diego Chargers don't want them to come back. So they just homeless in a home, in a brand-new stadium that they got to use the silent count on. No. Uh, the Raiders, no. Like, ain't nobody running through the Chiefs. They're, no one's touching the Chiefs. Okay, maybe they may split one with the Broncos. But outside of that, I mean... Who, okay, so the Texans, they're, they did, did the best they could. Who knows what the Patriots are going to look like? I mean, there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts in the AFC. As opposed to the NFC, you still got a lot more, a couple more established teams. The AFC is a crapshoot, and I ain't going to lie, bro. I can't see anybody touching these boys. Like, they will win at least 10 games next year. Just off, barring any crazy injuries, they will win 10 games next year. They will be the AFC division uh, AFC West Division champions. I can tell you that right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And and you know, I didn't mean to you know to stray us off, but when you said about the AFC West, I just got a strong feeling that 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 the Denver Broncos is going to be good. But getting back to what you was what you originally brought up, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs, man, they are one of those teams. I, you know, I'm happy for Terrelle. I'm happy yeah, me too. That, you up. got your rings. yeah. t Chiefs, yes. I'm, I'm happy for because that, that solidified his place in the Hall of Fame. I'm happy. I think so. For the Honey Badger, that he yeah. got his ring. You know, I, 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 really, I like Frank Clark too. Yes, yeah, I like Frank Clark because he talked trash.
0: Yeah, and he back it up.
1: Yes. Um, I was really impressed. I mean, and I'm just going off the, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying about the things that I just impressed by the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs. I was impressed that uh, office coordinator Eric Vietnam and head coach Andy Reid took what they learned. See, this is the problem that I have when it comes to, you know, this is the problem that I have when it comes to the Texans. Mm-hmm. The Texans, to me, are not consistent when it comes to offensive play calling, because one week, they'll look like this offensive juggernaut that cannot be stopped, and then the next week, they look like this methodical machine that you're like, oh, am I playing Tecmo football again? I'm, like, oh, I'm playing PlayStation with a Nintendo controller. I mean, yeah. that's how it looks. You know, It's on again, off again when it comes to the Texans. So, uh, one thing that I was happy about the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coaches did, they said, okay, the week prior, I mean two weeks prior, Mike Brable says, hey, listen, Mike Brable, which is the head coach of Tennessee Titans, said, okay, Andy, <laughs> guess what? You're gonna beat me. You're not gonna beat me with Patrick Mahomes and his arms. I'm not gonna let you have Travis Kelsey. I'm not gonna let you have uh, I'm not gonna let you have Tyreek Hill and uh, McCole Hartman. Y'all are not gonna beat me with this track team. If you want to beat me, run the ball. So what did Andy and Eric say? Okay, oh. we'll run the ball. Yeah. And they started running the ball. And, they you, you know, they had a, a good rushing game. Uh, they had a, a formidable rushing game in order to open back up the pass. think at some point, Mike Brable was like, okay, they get too many yards on the run. So yeah. fast <clears> forward <throat> to the Super Bowl. Robert Sala, uh, Sala was like, uh, you're not going to beat us passing. So, this is what you're going to have to beat us running, uh, running the ball. So, what did Kansas City say? Oh, we've seen this before. And they ran the ball. This they had 129 yards rushing. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, I can't think of. Damian Williams. Had, what, 103 yards rushing?
0: Undrafted with two touchdowns.
1: Right? He had 103 yards rushing. That Mm -hmm. rushing attack of the San Francisco 49ers only had 141 Yes. So, yeah, so I was I I, I was happy that, that Andy didn't get caught up in that game and says, I'm just going to try to pass and beat you anyway. Eric was like, I'm just going to pass try to beat you anyway. They said, okay, yeah. we're going to run. Oh, yeah. but now you see that and, and listen, now you see that we running because uh, Nick Bosa was destroying whoever was in front of him, but yeah. people don't look at the little intricacies of the game. They started running right by, right where when Nick Bosa came up the field. Shoong, we're gonna go right yep. past. Him.
0: We're, yeah.
1: we're gonna use his. We're gonna use his aggressiveness against him, and so. You know, to, to, to see that, and then what did that start doing? That started opening up the pass lane, and I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna, I got this one play, and then I'm going to hush because it was by far the best play of the game to me. You remember? On 3rd and 15. And I said this earlier. I think I even said this on my podcast when I was talking to Chris. Uh, remember on 3rd and 15, and when Kansas City had 3rd and 15, and they converted it when he threw a pass wide open to Tyreek Hill? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen uh, – I, I, I didn't break this play down. I watched Trent Dilfer, if I'm not mistaken, on ESPN break this play down, and he showed how Sammy Watkins was the intricate, uh, intricate part of that play where he – when he dragged across the middle, he brought the cornerback with him and – it looked like, if I'm not mistaken, it looked like a Tyreek Hill was running a dig route and he mm-hmm. got inside to open up his hips to turn the run with him and he stopped on the drop of a dime and went right into the wide open space. Even if the defensive back would have dropped into the deep thirds, he still wouldn't have been close enough to, to affect that play. Tyreek Hill ran the perfect, Route on that play. If you go, you look. I mean, because he's driving at the safety. So the safety and e, you played football before. I when the safety opens up his hips, you better either be running with the, you better be running with the uh, receiver, or you yep. better try to do something to disrupt the play. Yep. Don't open up your hips for nothing. And, yep. and uh, Tyreek Hill got to open <coughs> up his hips for nothing, and
0: it was wide yep. open. And after that, floodgates came open. Yep. So, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see what ends up happening. But uh, moving on, it was a great. I, actually, it was a great game. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with how everything wound up. But you know, we got to move on with the show. You know, football's behind us, and now we're in the full swing of basketball, man. And you know, we kind of talked about it a few weeks ago. Basketball for some reason, NBA's just missing something. And I'm a I, I said it early today on social media. You know, a lot of people are making a big deal out of this trade, and I was just like. This isn't a big deal, bro. Like, they try to hype it up. And it was, and it's, and the cool thing about it, the way they compare this trade to the origin, like, to something comparable to it, that was just, it made the trade even more just like, okay. So, I don't know if anyone's heard, but they basically, the NBA, um, the Houston Rockets were the headliners where they traded Clint, Clint, Clint Capella in a 12 player trade. Um, including draft picks with four other teams, which is the biggest trade as far as amount of players go since the year 2000 when Patrick Ewing when he left New York to go to Seattle. So it's basically almost to me like the same thing. It was just like, okay, like what that gonna do? So I know BB, you are down there in Houston. You are actually, you cover the Houston Rockets all of the time and you brought up a good point. You was like, okay, so Clint Capella is gonna go what y'all going to bring in? And they brought Robert, Robert Covington, who, I mean, I ain't going to lie. The dude can ball out. Like, he's a 3 and D guy, um, can stretch the uh, can stretch the court, um, can lock down your perimeter defenders. But my question is, B.B., did y'all need that, or did y'all need something else? Because I, I, it doesn't make sense to me how this trade folded out. And it's like, who cares? I'm going to be honest with you. It's just like, who cares? It ain't going to make the Rockets better. And they talking about possibly P.J. Tucker playing the 5 this year? Like... That ain't gonna. I, from me looking on the outside in, it ain't gonna work, bro. Well, first
1: of all, y'all is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Let's okay, just, well, uh, we're looking yeah, out for the, get, for the
0: Rockets. <laughs> as I was, as I was. But yeah, like i was saying, like what make make it, this trade it, make sense to me, please.
1: So that, let me let me say this before we get to the trade:
0: This small ball that the Rockets are
1: playing at... By far, they are getting abused on the boards by double digits. They get, they got beat. I think last night by 15. Uh, mm-hmm. By 15, I'm talking about in the rebounding department. They, they, they uh, yeah, they had uh, the Hornets had 15 more rebounds than they had mm-hmm. the night before the, that. When they played against the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans. They lost the rebounding yeah. battle. By yeah, by twenty. And at one point they had out rebounded the Pelicans had out rebounded the Rockets by thirty. But oh. here's the thing in this small ball, uh th- this small ball era that the Houston Rockets have ventured off into something that Mike Dantoni has been wanting for a long time. They're turning they're they're turning people over at a rapid rate. They are causing a they lot of turnovers. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and and not only that, in the, in this last three games, they're three and zero oh at this homestand that they just had. They beat they beat the Mavericks,
0: the Pelicans, and the Hornets. Oh, yep.
1: Yeah. And in those three games, good
0: scrimmage later, games, good scrimmage oh, games. Hey <laughs> man, you gotta play more. Oh well, hey, that's uh, what I'm saying. It's a good yeah. it's a good time to <laughs> test the theory out. Is what I'm saying. Yes. In those three games,
1: they had less than 20. The, the Rockets had less than 20 turnovers, but they had 36 steals, 36 steals in the last three games. They had 14. Yeah, because yeah, I know they had 14 on Sunday and then mm-hmm. they chipped in another 11 or 12 last night. So they are the way that they're moving. They're getting into the passing lanes quickly and they're not allowing the big men to set up and really just destroy them down low because listen, Charlotte Hornets they don't have nothing but Terry Rozier and P.J. Williams, what's his name that came out of Kentucky last
0: year? B.B., I can't even I didn't even know Terry Rozier played for the Hornets so you yeah. right
1: <laughs> 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 Bro, yes, I can't name man.
0: three players right now, like does Nick Batum, Nicholas Batum still play for them? I don't think Nicholas Batum still plays for them. Frank, Frank Kaminsky is play
1: for them still? Frank the Tank? Yeah. I don't think that Frank the Tank plays for them, man. Well,
0: there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I can't name three people that play for Hornets. You really is can't Michael name George, three people? Michael uh, Kid Gilchrist, is he still on the team? So I'm going to tell you this. They have, because
1: uh, Cody Zeller plays for them.
0: Bro, there's like yeah. how many Zellers that play on the, in the NBA? Nick <laughs> that's Batum like, that's like does...
1: The, it, Hey, listen, Nick Platoon is still on the roster. But okay. see, last night, Michael King, Gilchrist didn't play. Okay. Biambo didn't play.
0: so They actually have
1: an okay... Biz team Biambo.
0: Biambo. <laughs> Yeah, yes.
1: But PJ, PJ Washington, remember him from uh, the uh, uh, University of Kentucky from last year?
0: Okay, uh, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a monster. I mean, and I thought that he, they would take advantage of him a little bit more being down in the paint, but they did not. And so... Okay. Um, so what they're doing is but what the Rockets are doing is they're not allowing people to, they're not allowing the big men to set up and do that, which has worked has, has worked the last three games now they're going to have, they have a big test coming up here against the Lakers on tomorrow night and that the, if the Lakers aren't anything else, they're big they got That's Anthony Davis, the Bell McCoy, Dwight Howard Anthony, Dwight Howard, even LeBron LeBron, LeBron yep who's my 6'11"? Yeah. And so, they have that, that's where it's going to be like, okay. But, but I mean, in, in their defense though, I mean they, uh, the Lakers don't have any ball handlers
0: Anyway, I digress. They don't, they don't. They don't. So, yeah. it's
1: if- and so, with, with with that being said, though, I, I was just gonna say this, and then I'll I'll be quiet. I I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you, Mr. Town Business. I don't know how long small ball can last, and so I'm not. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not big on on Robert Covington. I'm not sold on him. Is he a great defender? Yes, he is. Is he shooting thirty six percent from the three point line? Yes, he is. And I'm pretty sure that he can come in and fit in that system. But, but you're giving up a guy who averaged 14 points and 14 rebounds a game. At one point in an eight-game stretch this season, he averaged 20.5 rebounds. So bringing in Covington, yes, it's going to open up the lane. You get another bench player in Jordan Bell. I just don't know if that can last in a seven-game series. And the one thing that Coach Dan Tony keeps harping on is. Well, the Warriors did it. You Remember, what the Warriors had the death lineup. He said this in he said this in the post game press conference. I mean, you remember now? The Warriors went small with Draymond playing the five, and they were good. And I'm saying to myself, "Y'all not the Warriors
0: though. The Warriors had
1: four players that could kill you at any given time." Y'all did he forget
0: have- that Kevin Durant was over like just about a seven footer? See what I'm saying? That, and that's what I'm talking about, man. It's like. You you know you got and here's two, so 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 I, so I did not to cut you off you I did no, hear no, that there, so I I heard that I heard that snippet where he said yeah the Warriors the Warriors did it but here's the thing BB. the Warriors also during their run had a Zaza Pachulia they had an Andrew Bogut they had a Boogie Cousins they had um, uh, Javale McGee so. They closed the game with the death lineup, but they didn't play practically 48 minutes with everyone under the height of 6'8. Like at they played the death lineup in spurts and they closed out the game in spurts. But if I'm not, if I can think about it literally off the top of my head, using that death lineup, Steve Kerr probably only used the death lineup as his starting five. Probably, he probably you could probably use it on count on one hand how many times Steve Curry's actually used the death lineup as a starting lineup. So this whole notion that Mike D'Antoni thinks that small ball can work for 48 minutes, I don't know, bro. I don't know if that's going to work, and it's going to be very, very interesting. Like you said, I think Tyson Chandler, who's going into his, what, 18th year? I think he's yeah. the tallest player on the team. So you yep. got somebody, and, and, I, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't see him getting a lot of quality minutes from the games that I have seen use no, all all the not, Rockets this year. No, I'm pretty not, sure he's. he's, I'm pretty no sure he's friends, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure he's getting a lot, a whole lot of DMP. So, what do you do with Tyson Chandler? Do you keep him or do you give him? Do you flip him for somebody for a team that can use him? Um, so I, I don't know what they plan on doing. Jordan Bell, he's a six seven six eight power forward, but he's not heightened. Like you said, it is going to be interesting. This is it Friday or Saturday when they play the Lakers tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. It's gonna be very, very interesting to see Thursday night for the people that's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, so it's gonna be very, very interesting to see what how you got practically a seven foot front court lineup is gonna handle against everyone under six eight. And I know it's probably gonna be a little bit faster and they're gonna be able to run those passing lanes, but when you got a freight train of LeBron James who's a beast and a freak of nature who can handle like one, I don't I, I don't know. And that's not... So let's take the Lakers out. You can roll on over to the other side of the town with the Clippers. They got Montrezl Harrell. You know, they got... Uh, what's the guy's name that they the Lakers gave to the Clippers? Uh, that uh, Zubak or something like that? Yeah. He's pretty good. Um, they got length over there, too. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they ain't no... They're, they're not some tiny, itty-bitty, mighty bosses out running around here, too. So you got but, that. Now, you got... That. Well, well, here's the thing, though.
1: So, but they're not so... To, to the, the, the caveat in all of this though the Rockets aren't done just yet so let me give you two names that I'm hearing that could possibly be headed towards Houston Kevon Looney or Tristan Thompson if they if they can get Cleveland to buy him out he may be in a Rockets
0: uniform sooner than you think I could see uh, Thompson over Looney I think they're going to keep him they just signed Looney to a big deal, but I could see them. The Warriors are trying to get under the luxury tax cap, too. so Which is uh, one
1: of the reasons why the Rockets made the move that they made. At the end of the day, you know, because Clint Capella wasn't as bad as people tried to make him out to be. It's just tilman Fertina didn't want to pay all that money. So as soon as he got rid of him, Gerald Green, and Nene, he got $12 million under the cap. So that's yeah. what he was looking at. The bottom line is that you know, and, and shout out to Gerald Green because if it wasn't, Gerald Green waived there's no trade clause in order for the whole deal to happen, and yeah. he did it because, I mean, he's injured, he's out for the year, yeah. so wherever he's going to go, I forgot who picked, who got it, but they're going to buy him out, and then he's going to rehab, and then he'll be right back with the Rockets, like he was going to be with the Rockets the
0: next yeah. year yeah, so, so, we'll, see. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what ends up happening, so Hey, I, think
1: be, Apella, on, I think Clint Capella. I think is going to be really good for Trey Young in Atlanta.
0: I didn't even know where he ended up going. I just know he was part of a four-team deal because there were so <laughs> yeah, many. Yeah, he was, went to Atlanta, but like there were so many moving pieces, and it was just like, okay, who's playing on first? Who's, who's on second base? Like, I heard about it, and I was just like, okay, I knew the teams: Atlanta, uh, Brooklyn, Minnesota, Houston. They were all involved, and in, I think Houston gets an extra draft pick at the end of the day too. They get, they get a, from they my, get a,
1: from Atlanta.
0: Yeah, they get a first-round draft pick or something like that, too. So, um, the way Atlanta's going, I don't know if it's for this year or if it's next year, and I don't know if it's protected or not. Um, you know, that might turn into a lottery pick. Um, I think it's a first-round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. So, if it's unprotected, then Houston might have won this deal just because Atlanta, I think, is the worst team in the East. So, they have, they're have up for possibly uh, between them and Golden State getting the number one overall draft pick. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um but yeah, I, I just, and I'm not, and I'm not the biggest Clint Capella fan, but I also believe in if you got somebody that's giving you what 14 and 14 a game, BB, you said, yeah, especially
1: in the Mike D'Antoni system where Russell Westbrook and James Harden are ball dominant.
0: Yeah, 14-14, uh, you ain't finding too many people walking up and down the street giving 14-14 a game, and everyone knocks on Clint Capella's like, well, can you run an offense through him? No, but if he's out here catching lobs and cleaning up the boards and giving you put-back dunks, I mean, that's, what, seven, seven 14 to seven baskets. Okay, so if you give him four, so he gives you about three put-back dunks, okay, that's that's six points. He gives you a couple of lobs. I mean, that. what else, what else do you want this man to do? Do you want him to start shooting threes too? Like He's doing what he's supposed to do. You know that offense isn't supposed to roll through him. But I guarantee you, like you said, when he goes to Atlanta, he can clean up a lot of boards for Trae Young when he's out there jacking up the threes. He can bring a lot of boards down too. So I say I'm not the biggest Clint Capella fan, but I also do believe in quality. And that thing is, my thing is now does Daniel House will go to the bench and they bring Covington? They gotta start Covington. There's no way you're gonna pay him 30 million and you're gonna put him on the bench. Like that's 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 crazy. Which is, it is crazy because Daniel- you have to start him. Daniel House
1: had 22 and nine last night. He has scored 20 plus points four times this season, including three times over the past 18 games. After doing once prior in his career, he is averaging 6.7 rebounds over the past nine games. After averaging three rebounds the eight games prior, he is balling, bro. When I pulled well, this before yeah. he came to the before he did the Derek Favors too or not their serious, face, uh, Brad, I said, hey, bro. I said, "You." I say, "This small ball lineup," and I asked him this question during the press conference. But I, I asked it to him again so so everybody else could hear. It, but I was like, "Hey, man, it feels good just to hoop again, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "That." He's like, "That's." That, he's like, "This small ball right here he is allowing me to be free and yeah. you know play the game." That's why you notice that his because he went six for eleven from three point range last night. So yeah. that his but he ha- hes a slasher. He has to get a feel of getting to the basket before you stick him out there on the island. And so—and I mean, I—I I don't know, man. I don't—I don't know what the Rockets are doing. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I would not—I would not break up this chemistry that I—that—that that, you know that had even because even Topocephalotion during his minutes is not playing bad. So you make this right. trade, and now you got to five minutes for Robbie Covington. You got a five minutes for Jordan Bell. Like, you had unless, you, you know, you're going to get rid of Jordan Bell, but I don't know. Oh, hold on. Breaking news. <laughs> Sacramento, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, I guess it's a Woj bomb, which, by the way, is like the Dumbest thing in the world to me. I hate Wolf.
0: I hate seeing Wolf I, I don't mean, don't then don't, don't like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like why do people just I'm right? Like, wow. So according to nah. now. Okay. okay. Sacramento is traded Dwayne Denman to Atlanta for Jabari Parker and Alex Len. Atlanta also gets two second round picks. Bro, watch Atlanta here coming. Man, they try to build a team around Trey Young.
0: They got to because they're scared Trey Young's gonna want to get a trade. Want to go elsewhere? They ain't got no choice right now. Because what's my guy's named Cam Reddish. He hasn't panned
1: out well at all. Oh, you know who I would love to see go down to Atlanta and play? Who? The, the Greek Freak.
0: I would love to see him and Trey Young together. I don't even know if that's an option for the Greek Freak to go. I mean, here's you what I honestly to... want... here's what I honestly think. What's about to happen? Somehow. I can see the Clippers trying to make some type of dash on. Like I don't know why the Clippers is ringing the bell, but the way those contracts with PG thirteen and Kawhi are set up, and they're on three year deals, and he comes off the books, I believe next season. Uh, mm-hmm. and and with and I believe Kawhi and Paul George can opt out of the next. I uh, opt out next season. I can see the Clippers making a dash to this guy and putting the chips all in, but at the same token, it's like, what do the Clippers have? Because they gave practically everything away to the Thunder. So I don't know if they're going, I don't know what's about to happen, but I've been told that supposedly Paul George is not the most happiest person down in La La Land like he thought he initially was. So I don't know what that's stemming from, but they are saying that he's not really all that happy being... The Robin to Kawhi Leonard's Batman so more to follow on that but you know so there's already been scrumblings about Montrezl Harrell and uh, Pat Beverly you know uh, Pat Beverly and uh, Lou Williams saying you know those two dudes get prefer- uh, favor- favoritism from Doc Rivers so I don't Ed know
1: would Say should, but hey now you hold on you gotta talk about it there's another big trade that happened today
0: Ooh, oh uh oh oh with the Heat and the Grizzlies Uh, You're talking about with Andre Iguodala going to the Miami Heat for Justice Winslow, uh, going to the Grizzlies. I think that's a win-win for everybody because Justice Winslow is a serviceable player that is a dog, and you have Iguodala who gives you that veteran presence for a resurgent Miami team that nobody even saw coming along this year. So, it's a win-win for everybody if you ask me, B.B. And I I, I see it here, and while
1: with the and this according to Adrian Wojnarowski again with the team option for the twenty twenty for the twenty twenty one twenty two season Eagle Dollar is allowing the Heat to keep salary cap flexibility for free agency. If Miami misses on recruiting a max star, the plan would be for, every, for Miami to guarantee that season's fifteen million dollars. They basically
0: <laughs> signed a two year thirty million dollar deal with the flex. It's a soft cap, so basically means that if they can get a max player, he'll he'll renegotiate his deal. So which shows how, how much of a team player I get out. Sounds like Iguodala's fully committed the playing the state in Miami is what it sounds like to me. So, so uh, you, you were talking about a guy that I had
1: never heard of, I'm gonna be honest with you, during the pre-production in Dylan Brooks. I, I have no clue who that is, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm gonna be, when they start talking about us. The last Brooks I know that played basketball was Aaron, I think, out of the University of Oregon or something, right? Was he from yeah. Oregon?
0: Yeah, he played at Oregon, yeah. Yeah, Brooks, so, Brooks, Brooks Yeah, that's the only Brooks I can think of. Man, yeah, me too. I mean, so I'm like, okay, Brooks. Anyway,
1: when you know when he's like, well, I'm ready to trade Iguodala, I'm I'm ready to trade
0: Iguodala so we can show him who Memphis really is. I'm saying to myself, what, Y'all don't enough you? to beat Miami. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, and they're a nice story this year. Like, I think they're making a mad dash for that eighth and final playoff spot on the West, but Y'all acting like y'all got to win a championship or something this year, like, calm down. And basically, in today's league, if you ain't really going all in for a championship and you're just kind of a 6-8 team playoff team, you ain't really doing yourselves no favors because you're not in the lottery. You're not, you're not in the championship mode, so you're kind of stuck in this no-man's land where there ain't really nothing for you to kind of build up on. So, you know, you might want to chill out, bro. You might want to chill out and just, you know, play, play the game and figure your career out, but, you know, coming after Iguodala is like, bro, who are you? You want to so get mad cool. saying, oh, you know, we can show you who you are? Like, Dollar has, what, three championship rings, a finals MVP, been an all-star, got a gold medal. He ain't got nothing else to prove at this point. He's 36 years old. Like, I wouldn't, if I'd have sat there saw that roster on uh, the uh, opening night, I'd probably have been like, Iguodala Dollar and been like, nah, bro, I don't want to play here. Can't really blame him on that one. They're millennials, bro. You know how <laughs> they are, you
1: know how they are, man. We live in a day and age now where people get offended when you ask them what offends you. Be like, yeah. oh, I'm offended that you just asked me that question. Like I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to ask you what I cannot say because you all now you can say, oh my. God, I wish the light would turn green. Oh, give the light a choice to do what it wants to do. Don't force the light to turn green. It's like, well, it only got two other It's right. bright, yellow or green. Right, exactly. I think that it should just be future We shouldn't even have stop lights. Stopping is a hindrance to the movement of the earth. And I'm like, that's how I feel sometimes when I be talking to some of these people, bro. I know. And so that's how I feel about the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> Andre Kodala's like, yeah, I got rings, bro. I got I got rings of hardware. That's why I'm glad that Steph Curry came to his defense and was like, Man, chill out. Y'all right. ain't got enough y'all ain't got enough NBA time on your jerseys yet, bro.
0: Right. They ain't got enough street cred as well That's where we come from. You can't be sitting there just popping off the mountain like, who are you? So wait, oh.
1: wait, 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 Coming from where you're from. Is this
0: Oakland or San Francisco? It's from the town, bro. can you can't be sitting there popping off the mountain and saying, Hey, hey, hey. who are you?
1: I didn't know. I just, I've seen you with <laughs> here on. So when you say where I'm from, I'm saying like, where are you
0: from? Maybe. Oh man, you got jokes, bro. <laughs> with that being said, man, uh, it's been a great show. We talked about the Super Bowl. We talked about some trades. We got a couple of things that came through the wire. Uh, we didn't do it last week out of the nature of the show. Um, but I think, I think this week I think I'm good with it. I think I can, I can roll with one this week. So, uh, it's about that time for the Sports Business Podcast, Big Dummy Baby. Uh, I actually got to thinking, I got two. Um,
1: we'll go first, there.
0: I got two. So, the first one actually goes to Gail King. Um, I, believe, uh-huh. I believe that was on Good Morning America today. No, she, she's on CBS this morning. CBS. So, CBS this morning on, uh, I think it was today. So she basically, she had an interview with Lisa Leslie, Hall of Famer, like one of the all-time great basketball players, male or female. Yes. Uh, one, of the, one of the few, like one of the beginning pioneers of the WNBA. True. Uh, part of the 96 females version of the dream team that just ripped through everyone in Atlanta. Um, Lisa Leslie is a very, very well-respected uh Basketball player, like I said, male or female. So Gail King basically had an interview with her where she uh, talked about very sensitive subjects with Lisa Leslie, of all people, about Kobe Bryant's um, sexual assault uh, charges that he had back in 2003, which ended up being dismissed out in Aurora, uh, Colorado. Um, and she basically was like all up on uh lisa leslie's bumper about what kind of person was he um you know he does you know he may be your friend but that's not the things that you saw just basically trying to get something out of lisa leslie and lisa leslie said look you know kobe bryant was a friend of mine he um you know the times that I i was with him you know, he, he was always a gentleman. Even the times that we were at clubs with him, he was never the type of person that sent me out to go get girls and bring it back over here. Uh, unlike other uh, basketball players that I'm not going to name, who does it? She said that he was always the ultimate gentleman. Gail King kind of tried to clap back and said that, uh, well, you wouldn't know that because he wouldn't do that in front of you because you're his friend now. And Lisa Leslie said, look, you know, he's a friend of mine. As far as the, every, all of my interactions with Kobe Bryant, he was the utmost, m- most respectable person. I didn't see anything of those kinds of things that took place that were ale- a- alleged against them. They never those type of triggers never came across. They never happened around me. So, chill. And Gail King was just pressing and pressing and pressing. So, Gail King like chill out. The man is dead. He hasn't he's only been dead for 10 10 days. So, here's my thing, Gail. If you wanted to know all of that, why didn't you do a one-on-one interview with him and try to get those answers out of him? Why did you have yep. to wait? Why did you have to wait and go find and I'm not saying nothing about Lisa Leslie. Like, why didn't you try to go find Shaq? Why didn't you try to get Carl Malone, who was on that team that year? Why didn't you try to get actual legitimate sources that could have sat there and told you what really may have taken place? Why did you go to Lisa Leslie, of all people, um, <laughs> to, to, to try to beat some answers out of out of her when she basically, she looked uncomfortable trying to answer those questions. So my thing about that is you had to wait till a man passed away in a horrific parts, uh uh, helicopter crash with his daughter to try to bring these things out the man has passed away So at the end of the day if you weren't talking about this while the man was alive and trying to fight You know speak upon it then don't say nothing while the man is dead and he can't even defend himself So tell King you definitely get the big dummy of the day Like you need to tell you need to take many seats down and calm down because that's totally disrespectful to the Bryant family and also to all the other families that have been lost because you're trying to polarize something that was already tragic and spinning in a whole different other way that doesn't even need to be done. Let's just respect what Kobe Bryant's contributions was as a basketball player, as a humanitarian, as a filmmaker, as a writer, and as a father. All the other stuff that's hearsay. We can't. And, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be right here on wax. I'll never sit to talk about whatever whatever happened with his alleged, you know, his sexual assault deal because. He ain't here to defend himself, so it's no reason to talk about something that a man can never defend himself upon. So you get this work, and I'll let you have it now, BB. Well, wait, you had two. I got two. You're right. I got two. So it goes in lieu with the Kobe Bryant. So anybody knows I'm a huge sneakerhead. And so Stock X, the day Kobe Bryant passed away, their shoes for Kobe's literally skyrocketed. I'm talking about triple, quadruple. I'm looking at things that are costing more than a mortgage, uh, you know, twenty three hundred dollars for some Kobe eights. So I got a problem with anybody that tries to profit off of a person's death. And the man wasn't dead but a couple hours and you jacked your prices up because you knew people who actually like really, really loved Kobe Bryant and meant something to them. You wanted to jack the prices up to something where someone couldn't even afford it because 12 hours prior Kobe Bryant shoes. And I'm going to be honest with you, Kobe Bryant's shoes are dope. Like He's got a couple of nice models of shoes that I own a couple myself, but they ain't really selling like they sell like a pair of Jordans were or maybe even some LeBrons would here in the States. Kobe Bryant's shoes sell really, really well overseas, like in China, Japan, those types of places. He makes all, like, that's where the units get so moved at out there overseas. His stuff out here, yeah, they sell really, really well, but they ain't, like, you ain't got to be at Foot Locker on a Saturday standing line, like, yo, let me get the Kobe's. So anybody who sat there try to profit off of Kobe Bryant's death for you to try to make a quick buck, that's something that you're going to spend to try to flip another pair of shoes that come out this weekend, y'all, y'all, you guys really need to re-evaluate on how you guys do the sneaker community because flipping shoes for a quick buck and trying to capitalize on someone's death speaks a lot about you, bro. That's all I got to say.
1: Oh, man. I know they had to make you mad because you are a sneaker head, bro.
0: It's it's ridiculous, bro. It's it's just like it's 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 cold, man. It, it, it's just super unnecessary. Like, you can't sit there and sell a pair of shoes 12 hours before for $180 a, a helicopter crashes and then you try to sell it for eight what sense does that make did nike have to pull off all this nike gear because, of that? because of that nike pulled off all of their gear and then stock x tried to make a pr stunt saying well the money that we're gonna the money that we were earning was gonna go to the kobe bryant foundation and i got to think, i said well how I sway because StockX is like eBay. So I can have a pair of shoes that I want to sell through StockX. So, what you're saying is the cut that you guys get are going to go to the Kobe Bryant Foundation, or is everybody's cut going to go to the Kobe Bryant Foundation? And not to mention, the Kobe Bryant Foundation is good. Like, the, the family is well off. So, the money that you were going to add, try to contribute or donate, what's that going to do to them? That's pennies to the dollars to the Bryant family right now. You ain't
1: got to lie, Craig. You know what I'm saying? Like, cut it out, bro. Uh, well, with that being said, you know, I don't have a big dummy of the day. I'm gonna go because I want to go another route. I want to use, I want to, I want to use a Black History Month, Okay, I, I, it's Black History Month. You know, let's I don't get to life. celebrate.
0: You said I don't get to celebrate until the 15th.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why. I, that's why I, Listen, that's why I told you to go first. <laughs> that's, that's exactly why I told you to go first, because, you you, you know, after this, and us see. We probably got about two more podcasts before you can do a Black History Month moment. I think so. so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> listen, in honor of Black History Month, I think that it's only fair that I, instead of, say, using the big dummy of today, I'm going to take this time to celebrate one of the Black Queens of hip-hop who i would have her baby right now you notice i said i would have her baby right now <laughs> um you know, straight up out of the United States of Texas, one of the finest women I have ever seen in person in my life and e, before I say her name, let me just say this, the donk is real, the donkey is woo, hey listen, she got a wagon, she dragging for real, for real <laughs> I don't know if you heard this or not but Erica Badu is working on a new perfume that smells like her vagina
0: whoa, whoa
1: what? I don't wear listen I don't wear perfume but I think I'm going to buy me a bottle just to see what it smells like you know just I'm
0: just trying to smell. get a window seat I mean right so it
1: says uh, and this is according to complex.com Erica Badu has been working on different items for her new online store one of which is a fragrance fragrance that smells like her pajama. she announced a new perfume called uh, Badu's P-Word in an interview in 10 Magazine which, which she said is an olfactory uh, tribute to what Badu calls her superpower. There's an urban legend that my P word changes men, she said. The men that I fall in love with and fall in love with me, changes jobs and lives. So I started thinking about that. I'm thinking <laughs> myself, she made uh, Andre 3000 change his whole wardrobe, right?
0: D'Angelo was, was wasn't she mess with D'Angelo for a little while? No. Did she mess with like Kid Cudi too? I don't know about that. I thought she was messing with D'Angelo for a minute too. I don't, I don't I
1: know that I know, she I know about
0: three, three stacks. stacks. I know that she one. got a baby
1: by him, and then she got a baby by another. She got a baby by another rapper. You got listen. Hold on, man. Let me. Hey, you can look that up. Look, look, look up Erica Badu's. And you know why I'm celebrating this, this beautiful black queen and her new perfume that I'm going to buy for myself. So, and uh, yeah, so man, I don't know if I ever told you this or not. I seen Erica Baju in concert for my birthday, and Did when you I, really? and it, it, yeah, oh man, this is like this is like back in the 2000s, early 2000s, and she came to Houston to the Arena Theater for my birthday. I, I, and I, I had like third row seats, so when she <laughs> turned to do whatever she was going to do. I was like, oh my God. She is... Because, you know, she was Miss Grambling, too.
0: Okay, okay. She got a baby with Jay Electronica. is who it is. Oh, Jay
1: Electronica. Okay, so I knew it was one of them other weird dudes. Like, I knew that... I do see check. Under 3000, I'm saying to myself, you know, she had him wearing a turban way before Nick Cannon made the
0: pop. <laughs> this boy went
1: and he started dressing like an AT alien, for real. For real. <laughs> they Electronic, I don't. <clears throat> listen, I didn't even know he was still living. I thought he lived in the. What do they call those little things? That that they're like houses, but they look like little round huts. <gasps> oh, oh my God, um, I can't think of A teepee? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, and I'll think about it later on and tell you I will text it <laughs> to you. But anyway, man, she made this. She it seems like once you once you get a little bit of that, you know what? Well, maybe I'll just like I said, maybe I'll just buy the perfume because that's like a that's like a artificial of her, you know what. Because I think if I got the real thing, E I'd probably be wearing a Washington, Washington Redskins jersey <laughs> now you, know if this, you know if I said The whole name of the team, That's how it should have me He should have me around here Driving one of them What's them little penny racer cars called The one that you plug up but they really small I don't know the name of them but she'll have me driving one of those with with twelve inch woofers in the back. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. I will grow. You know what a shag is. You know the hairstyle the shag is. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> right. she'll definitely have me. Let me tell you something right now. She I forgot about the shag. <laughs> Listen. If I got a little, little taste of Erica Badu, she'd have me in the mall in the old school green army PT shorts—the one that if you do the side straddle hop one way, you your definitely might <laughs> <quite> fall out. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you like that. Listen, I would be in. She would have me all up in Taco Bell with no shirt <laughs> on and just the uh, what is it? What is that we used to run with? Uh, the safety um uh, safety belts.
0: With a PT belt. PT belt. Oh, yeah. I, I, go, listen. Rogue belt. Or straps. Yeah.
1: yeah so. <laughs> well, with, with that being said, E, I, listen, I, I I, haven't seen when this uh, perfume is supposed to drop. But if you see me come up a- missing for a couple of days, if I ain't returning your text, or if I'm not on social media, just know. Can I get by- a
0: window seat? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't by, dude. You got to call Tyrone, Chris,
0: Big AJ, like call them all,
1: man. Tell them to come back in. I've been sitting over here shaking like booty
0: meat. <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, I don't I can't even there's nothing for me to say after that. Uh why? Wow. <laughs> man, tell me where you can find you at, Brody Hey, man, you can find me at Big Star Sports need, <laughs> on Twitter
1: and Instagram, BigstarSports.com. Uh, um, great
0: great articles on there, by the
1: way. Great yeah, I, did, I, I put up the uh, Capella Trade article. Good it's read. There. Good um, read, I, y'all. Yeah, I'm going to have uh, – I got a couple of more articles coming about the Rockets' win streak. And, uh, I'm actually covering the uh, – the inaugural game of the Houston Roughnecks this weekend. The
0: XFL starts. On I was going to Saturday. say you better you better tell what the Houston Roughnecks are. Don't just be sitting sure saying you're going to cover the Houston Roughnecks. Yeah, that's you what I'm saying. I'm saying. I know
1: they have the, <laughs> in, the inaugural game. Uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, they're in the xfl did you know are they gonna play are they gonna be able to play four quarters man they're gonna make it to the fourth quarter
1: they're gonna make it to the fourth quarter my thing is i forgot that they only played one season 20 years ago yeah 19 years ago it was like tw- like one one season yeah did you remember that they used to do the peek into the uh locker room Chili's locker room
0: yeah with the vinci man and the rock or something like that there was Vince man i think that peaked Are they going to have anything like this this year? No, no. Oliver Luck said
1: that this morning on uh, ESPN. He said, no, this is strictly in the NAR. They have been strictly, there's no gimmicks. This is strictly football with some rules changed, but
0: it's strictly it's a faster play, faster yeah. pace of play, or something like yeah, you that. Three
1: point plays instead of an
0: extra point, you
1: can go for one, uh, two, or one three. Football.
0: Yeah, one, so one, two, or three. You can have two passes in one play. I'm kind yeah. of interested to see how that's gonna look. Is it two yeah. forward passes or two like a lateral and then a like a like a uh uh flea flicker? Look, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so i don't i don't know what else to say but uh yes so i don't know i gotta i'm gonna have all the rules that i'm actually going out there on friday for the last practice before they play it the next game so i will be covering that and you know look for extensive coverage of the houston roughnecks on bigstarsports.com and houston style magazine um also be prepared i am starting a new podcast oh
0: this is dope February fourteenth
1: with my female co-host AJ. Hey y'all!
0: That's hey y'all! Shout out to AJ.
1: Which is really <laughs> weird because what have I told? What I always told you, Mister um, Town Business? That that you know we, from the south, everybody' first name is Hey. That's why you all mm-hmm. see we go Hey. That's first yeah. person, like I don't remember your name, but how you doing?
0: Right, 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 right,
1: Her signature is Hey, hey y'all. y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, so you know we're starting a new podcast called Buzzed and Petty. Um, I've been putting up the Buzz and Petty throwback. Uh, we have Buzzed and Petty channel on YouTube, so it's been been putting up some throwback clips of us when I used to do my old sports show. But it's it was going great.
0: To be- that was a great show, bro. Like I missed them days. Yeah, I missed miss them days. I missed them bad. days, bro. <laughs> <That was laughs> a, you know, I, I, that's how we got started, man. That's how we all kind of kind of got established.
1: Yeah, man. And so we're gonna be on that thing, man. It's gonna be. Uh, you know it's a great show. We're gonna talk, you know, because we, we're gonna be petty. We're also yeah. gonna talk about some serious issues, man. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked, you know, we did a little. Uh, I don't know. Did you see the? Y'all yeah,
0: did a sneak peek, kind of like a little pilot kind of thing today. Did you see today? Said I, I,
1: Did you hear what I asked her
0: though? No, I didn't hear that part.
1: I I asked her, like, do women still? You know, women, once they get up a certain age, do they still drop it like it's hot one time? Just see they <laughs> still got it? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do they just drop it like one time? Be like, yeah, still got it. So AJ told the story on, on her 33rd birthday back in October. She put on some six inch chills and dropped it one time. She said okay. her niece was messed up for two weeks. <laughs> but she also said her, her auntie that's 60, her great aunt, I think that's 67, still drop dropping low one time. So that's what All right. I'm saying. I always wanted to know, like, like, so if that's, it, I said, is that the, uh, is that how women still know if they still got it when they, you know, drop it one time for the one time, right? Right, 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 right. So I guess men hump the air to see if they still got it. Because listen, you know that, as <laughs> you know that you went from being a boy to a man when you stand up and start humping the air and go like this. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I ain't never humped the air. And You got to make a sound, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, see. I am mean, like, still, 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 I'm still in the game, Coach. Uh-huh. Hey, but. Uh, all seriousness, the Buzz the Petty podcast. From what BB's told me, uh, from what I've actually seen, like BB, BB's probably the hardest working man in show business. And I ain't, that ain't me sugarcoating. That ain't me trying to be cool. Like if it wasn't for me, if it really wasn't for Brian, like I probably wouldn't even be having this podcast. And I mean that with all sincerity. Like when I say that's how we all got started. A couple, of, I told BB this morning. It's been going on almost three years now that we've been all kind of doing this thing. So. Um, if it wasn't for Brian, I don't think we would even have this podcast that's available. So um, the amount of work that Brian has put in for this Buzz and Petty podcast, like, I'm super duper impressed. Um, and it's kind of inspired me to kind of strive even harder. So the the Buzz and Petty podcast, like, that is, he's fully committed. And it's actually, it sounds, it sounds the way it's titled, but also there is some real silver lining and there is some type of meeting and there is something that you can, everybody can gain some type of, something beneficial out of, whether it's something relationship wise, uh, clap back wise, uh, mental health awareness and things like that. Like, it's it's, it's gonna, I'm really excited for y'all launching that, man.
1: And, I, and I'm gonna say this uh, in your right, E, because, you know, we gotta, um, we got a uh, a thing that we're doing it in, in March for mental health. I think March is Mental Health Awareness Month. It is. So um, we're doing a we're doing a, a segment call. So you know how people talk about you know you know how how people talk about yo I'm trying to do this or do that in order mm. for generational wealth so I can right. pass down you know pass down you know to to my future family members and things like that money right 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 Jim right. everybody knows generational the wealth is right. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So nobody's ever taken the time to really break down, and we talked about this today. Generational health. There's mental mm-hmm. health issues that have been passed down from generation to generation. Oh, that has for gone, sure.
0: That has yeah, gone unaddressed. Sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it hasn't been addressed because, especially in the African American community, which I can talk about because I'm African American. Yeah. Um, when we pass those type of uh, of things down to our family members and we keep telling them we keep telling uh, you know the, the family members who suffer from it don't go out and tell nobody our business mm-hmm. let's just keep it in house and mm-hmm. take it down to the church and pray about it mm-hmm. but God has told you to go seek help he sent people to school like there's a, there's a reason why there are majors in colleges that deal with mental health issues cause God has placed them there for people to go <laughs> you keep running to the church, trying to ask the pastor what's wrong. Who ain't got no type of degree, mm-hmm. and
0: he
1: telling you, "Hey, you know, you know, pray on it and listen to what God's tell you." Well, put
0: your ten percent you. in the church.
1: <laughs> I ain't going there. I ain't going there. <laughs> But you start to, you know, you start to pray about it. God said, go seek help. And then you redo the cycle all again. Say, well, I'm not going to talk to the pastor this time. Let me go talk to one of the elders. Let me go talk to, to a know, one of the deacons. Yeah, so the so that's what i man. That generational health and all those stigmas and things like that just keep carrying down. And that's why our community is the way it is right now, man. And so I, I, I'm just like, it doesn't make any sense. And we're also talking about the end of, uh, on the 21st of this month,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're talking about Black History Month. Is, mm-hmm. does, it still, does it mean anything, or is it just a commercialized name now? And don't make, so white people won't feel guilty.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's hard to say anything behind that. So, um, Brian, like I said, I wish you nothing but success on that Buzz and Petty podcast. Uh, hopefully, one day, or hopefully, I'll be sitting on it one day with y'all as a guest or anything like that. But, uh, you know, until then. We'll, we'll figure it out and then also um i believe I, I don't know if i've said this public or not but i believe is, it, I, I think in march we're about to go live on youtube so we we've got a youtube channel it just it ain't been no content on it but it's about to be some content on it it's it's gonna be dope so this for this absolute this podcast that you're listening to it will be available on youtube so we will be able to be so you can see our lovely faces um And we will uh, do that starting, I believe, the first week of March. We'll go live on YouTube, so I think I figured everything out, Uh, did a lot of research, and Figured out with the best tips and tricks and whatnot. So other than that, my name is Eric Compton. You can find me on Money Compton on the gram. You can find me at Eric T. Compton on the Twitterverse. You can also find uh, You can email the show at Sports Business That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. Other than that, BB, much, much success to y'all coming up. Other than that, I ain't got nothing else to say, man. We're going to catch you on the flip side next week, man. I'm out.